Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about email infiltration and DMARC. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Patrick Peterson. He's the founder and executive chairman of Agari. Patrick, pleasure to be talking to you today. Good to be here today, Tom. Looking forward to helping people be a bit more secure. Patrick, we all see the breach headlines. But from your perspective, exactly how severe has email infiltration become? It is the criminal's best friend. And I share with your audience the Verizon data breach report. That thing is a decade old. And every year, year after year, it says about 90% of the data breaches that we investigate with the Secret Service, with law enforcement, with forensic companies, start from an email infiltration, which is really quite terrifying to imagine that in this day and age, with all the technology and budgets at our disposal, we still have this email vector that's causing most of the harm. And to make matters worse, uh, just this week, a report came out from Google, a fantastic piece of research uh, collaboratively with the University of California, and they actually looked at where credentials are originating. Are they coming from data breaches? Are they coming from brute force attacks? Are they coming from phishing? And the number one source by far of where the bad guys get the credentials they use for harm comes from phishing. And so whether it be those two landmark studies, or my goodness, just looking in the media and finding out our elected officials are interacting with impersonators, uh, sharing information from the White House or banks, uh, whether we look at the insider trading schemes where people are leaking all sorts of confidential information because they think they're talking to the Securities Exchange Commission, it has really reached epic proportions, and I think we are long overdue to put a stop to it. What are some of the specific trends that concern you most, and how should organizations be responding to these? I think what we've seen in the last three years is that the degree of targeting has increased dramatically. Now, part of this, of course, is because a lot of the security controls are pretty good at stopping bulk email. The old days when they would send a million messages to sell 10 Rolex watches or Viagra packs or, or fake software are behind them. But instead, they've focused on sending a single crafted message. And whether it be social media, where I can figure out who you are, who your boss is, where you used to work, and what conferences you go to, or whether it be the fact that I have a lot of data breaches to give me your wife's name, your kids' names, who's got your real estate agent, et cetera, the ability for them to target us has increased dramatically. The second trend that is really of great concern to us and most of the CISOs we talk to is identity impersonation. There's certainly a malware threat, there's certainly a phishing threat, but we see the criminals are investing a lot more in taking their targeting and impersonating someone you trust, impersonating someone you do business with, impersonating someone that you have a obligatory relationship with. And so now that the battlefield has moved toward identity impersonation, we're seeing the criminals they're targeting be far too successful. And that's what has led to most of the major press stories, uh, the White House correspondence, the Barclays correspondence, the SEC impersonation has all been targeting and identity impersonation. And we think that's where the puck is gone. And that's where we need to be focused. Patrick, I've just returned from one of our own security summits, and DMARC was one of the top trends, one of the top topics there. Why the sudden or renewed interest in DMARC across industries? 
That, that is a wonderful question and one that I've spent uh, most of the last decade of my life scratching my head on. You know, I was wandering the halls of, of the financial services healthcare of the U.S. federal government back in 2010, begging, pleading, threatening, asking, can we put some security back into email? And to be perfectly honest, Tom, my, my best answer for you is all of us know what we should do. I should drink less. I should wear my seatbelt. I should get at least 30 minutes of exercise every day. Heck, I should go to bed at 10 p.m. and get a good eight hours of sleep. It's hard to do that. And I think similarly, everyone has known DMARC is an essential commonplace control that we should deploy. But just like that 10 pounds I was going to lose that I pledged January 1st of this year, uh, I just never quite got around to it. But I think what's happened here is the doctor has sat me down and told me this has to happen or else. And I think the cyber criminals, nation states, and hacktivists have effectively set the industry down and said, you are losing. If you don't start putting some security back into the email channel, all of these threats that we've seen, you know, public terminations of CISOs, CIOs, and CIOs, share prices that are plummeting, are going to continue. And so I think it's gone from being that common sense thing which everyone knows they should do to something which is so proven and so essential. Everyone's finally hopping on that exercise bike, finally hopping on the DMARC standard. And we are going to, I think, take a bite out of crime in 2018 with these activities. Well, talk to me a little bit about DMARC adoption and success. What are some of the success stories that you see in some of the specific sectors you mentioned? I could talk about 10 or 15 sectors that have seen tremendous success. Let's talk about three. Uh, one that your audience may think about less on a daily basis, social media. Uh, and I was just getting ready for a big government presentation, and we were running some stats on our system, and we looked back in the earliest days, back in 2010, 2011, uh, when DMARC wasn't even a standard yet, uh, it was some baleen wire and, uh, and masking tape that we had put together to solve this problem. We had a system back then that would often see up to a quarter of a billion phishing messages from a single social media company, a LinkedIn, a Facebook, a Twitter, per hour. Picture billions of attacks a day that were going on. And if you want to talk about success, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all these social media companies have realized email is critical. They can't afford for criminals to impersonate it. They have deployed DMARC, they've gotten to reject with Agari, and when we look in that system today, we might see 20,000 malicious emails or 50,000 malicious emails because the bad guys have given up. Similarly, if you look at our very first customer, J.P. Morgan Chase, and if you look at the Hall of Innovation Award that we received from them back in 2013, 2014, the presentation they put online showed that their phishing attacks went down 99% when they got the DMARC reject and pushed the cyber criminals into different mechanisms. Again, they didn't give up, they didn't walk away, they didn't get day jobs at McDonald's or the Proshki factory or wherever it was, but this bulk email phishing was no longer economical and that attack vector was reduced by 99%. The last example I'll give you is all of the press about Obamacare, healthcare, ACA, has led for incredibly fertile fishing for the criminals. Anything that's in the press, anything that's top of mind for US citizens is a great lure, a great vector for the bad guys to get our attention. And in 2014 and 2015, they did that. 
they sent emails saying, we've disenrolled you, we've re-enrolled you, we don't have your credentials, you owe us money, we're changing your provider, as a way to force people preoccupied with this topic to fall for lures and to do damage. And Health and Human Services, long before the recent DH directive, decided they were going to stop that. They were going to put an end to this problem. And they worked with us, they worked with their teams, they worked with the DMARC standard to protect healthcare.gov, to protect other critical email channels. And this year, in or actually last year in 2016, and coming up to open enrollment in 2017, they've looked very closely to see these spikes, to see these attacks, to fear on what the cyber criminals are doing with our citizenry, and it's virtually undetectable. So those are three, three great examples, whether you're a multi-billion user social media firm, whether you're a financial services firm, or you're a large government entity who does business with citizens, three great case studies where all the hard work the industries have done uh, to develop this technology has been incredibly successful. Patrick, if you were to boil it down, what would you say organizations can learn from some of the DMARC pioneers? You know, first, the technology is awfully straightforward. Who sends mail on your behalf? Do we want to allow them to send mail or not? Let's get them authorized. And then let's tell the internet, only accept mail from people who claim to be me that are really me. Common sense doesn't take a PhD, and it builds upon all of your investments. Your current SOC tools, your big data systems, your email technologies, all work just fine when you deploy DMARC, so be not afraid in attacking it. But what they can learn from the agencies who have done it is one, it's a hairy big data problem. Organizations may be looking at megabytes or even gigabytes of data over a one or two month period. And the idea of taking your critical staff, your database admins, your big data technologists, the people who do great workflow to build these technologies and pointing them on the DMARC problem may not be a good idea. And so that's where we believe that specialists like Agari who do nothing else but this can really help speed up your ability to realize a business outcome with DMARC. And then last but not least, uh, if I do say be not afraid, I also give a warning, which is when you begin this project, you are going to find shadow IT. You're going to find divisions and legacy acquisitions and third-party contractors who are sending email claiming to be you. Some of that may be okay with you, some of it may not, but you're going to find 20 years of cruft of shadow IT, of misconfigurations. All of it can be fixed, slowly but surely, one step at a time, and that's been done at the largest organizations on the planet. But that's the one thing to make sure that as you gear up for the successful project and to realize a great business outcome, the shadow IT management is often the longest pole in the tent. And again, one that often help from a third party can accelerate success. Patrick, talk to me about Agari. What are you doing to help organizations improve email authentication and security? I think first, we spend a lot of time and focus on education. Everyone out there is busy. Very few people have been tasked by their boss to spend six months becoming a DMARC expert. And so what we do is we put together simple, common sense education. How does DMARC work? And what type of attacks do DMARC stop? DMARC's very good at stopping people from claiming to be you, sending to the internet. DMARC is not a primary solution for protecting your employees. And so we have, for example, a implementation guide 
uh, listed on this podcast, as well as in the Agari website, that will help you get started, understand the mechanics of the technology, and how to leverage best practices. You can also go to our website and figure out how do I create and post a DMARC record to get things started. And so that's one of the things we do. I think the second thing we do is we really try to make our customers successful, have them share their successes, and we also advocate on a larger stage. So you'll see us getting other ISPs to adopt the technology for a bigger DMARC footprint. You'll see us talking to the email vendors to try to get them to adopt this technology. We consider ourselves the true pioneers behind DMARC, and we invest every day in making sure not just our customers and products are doing well, but that we have a healthy, happy ecosystem to make sure this problem keeps expanding and extending beyond the work we've done so far. Boy, we've covered so much here in this conversation. Patrick, if you were to boil it down for organizations that are serious about email infiltration and the DMARC solutions, what advice, what resources do you offer them? Sure. So first, a piece of advice would be map what DMARC does back to the business problem it solves. There's a lot of technology involved, but you really want to have a decision with your agency, with your nonprofit, uh, with your corporation about people are likely sending email claiming to be us. We're likely having trouble delivering email because of the confusion and chaos. Our customers may not be secure when they look at our email. They may not engage with us on the email or the web because we're concerned with that. Do we want to solve that problem? And we've seen organizations that choose to invest in solving that problem can normally muster a team and have a successful project. On the other hand, we've seen people who have said, let's play with this technology. They play with the technology, they get started. But if the organization hasn't decided to invest and solve the business problem, it can be difficult to really have that be successful. I think second is look at some of the case studies on the Agari website. We try to have our customers talk in plain talk about what they did, how it worked, uh, and lessons learned. Um, and then last is just referencing, I think, our DMARC guide, uh, the DMARC record generator, and the ability to reach out to Agari at agari.com slash fix email will actually engage with you just one afternoon and do a assessment of your email environment and what to do. And that can really help you jumpstart a project uh, with Agari expertise done very quickly over the phone. So those would be my top recommendations on joining your peers and keeping your customers and our citizens safe. Patrick, it's been a terrific conversation. Thank you so much. My pleasure. We've been talking about email infiltration and DMARC. It's been my pleasure to speak with Patrick Peterson. He's the founder and executive chairman of Agari. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.